Amen. Thank you, Martin. Good morning. I'm so excited to speak to you guys this morning. I know that's something that everybody kind of says. I'm so excited to speak to you this morning. But I really, really am. Obviously, we've already met. And the first reason I'm so excited is because 12 to 14 feels like home. I love it in here. You guys are the best. I've been doing this for a few years now. um, And with COVID in the middle, it felt like a real loss. So to come back, see so many new faces, those of you that have come back from last year, it's just a privilege and a joy. I feel at home, I feel excited to talk to you guys. And the second reason is that I was at an event very similar to this when I was your age. And in a big top, just like the one you guys were in last night, God revealed himself to me in a very real way. Jesus revealed himself to me in a real way and I thought, oh my goodness, this God stuff, it's legit. This Jesus stuff, it's legit. I hadn't grown up in a Christian household, so it was all very new to me. But I believed that Jesus was my saviour. And I believed in the Bible. But then I did come away from that event thinking, now what? Because to be very honest with you, the whole talking to God, having a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus thing, I found a little bit weird. And being extra honest, sometimes I still find it weird today. Why? Well, he's the maker of the universe. This great father God who knows everything and is everywhere. And I was thinking, well, how do I speak to him? Do I just say like hello, how's Jupiter hanging? I didn't know what to say. And then there was this Jesus, this this fully man, this fully God who's here, but like he's not here. Like you can't go to Starbucks with him and kind of have a chat like you do with your friends, but his spirit is here and he knows me too. And I just didn't quite understand how I was supposed to speak to him. But the thing is, Jesus helps us out a little bit in the Bible. He says that he does nothing apart from the Father's will. Everything we see Jesus do, the way he talks and walks with his friends and those he meets when he's out and about, is just a picture of the Father's heart towards us. So we can start to understand what it's like to interact with the living God. And my hope is that over the next three days, you begin to understand what it is to interact with the living God. So each morning, I want us to dig into three interactions with Jesus through the eyes of his friend and follower, Peter. And through each conversation, I hope you'll begin to see some of yourself and also what Jesus would say to you in your circumstance. So the first thing I want to tell you about Peter, if you've got a notebook, now's the time to get that pen out, get the notebook out. The first thing I just want you to remember, very simple, is that Peter was a fisherman. And we heard last night, didn't we, from Simon, the conversation between Jesus and Peter, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. We see him in his element fishing, Jesus goes to him and calls him to follow. Peter was a fisherman. But for today's interaction with Jesus, I want to just set the scene as we start to look into the Bible. So imagine for a second, you are out on the water. You're in a boat and it's getting colder and colder, it's getting darker and darker. And the boat begins to sway with the waves, but after a while the waves get more and more intense, the boat is unnervingly tipping to and fro. And through the wind and the storm, there's a figure of a man, as he comes closer and closer, through the mist towards you on the water. Let's all take a listen to the Bible passage this morning. 
Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? When they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Amazing. So I'm sure many of you know this moment. Jesus walks on water. And sometimes I feel like this can feel like a little bit of a superpower moment that feels a little bit distant from our lives. Now, absolutely, it could happen. Miracles do happen and God can do whatever he wants. But sometimes it can be hard to look at passages like this and think, okay, well, what does it mean for us today? So before we start, I just want to pray that God will reveal that to us. Father God, I thank you for your word. And I thank you that you want to speak to us this morning. And you want us to know what it is to be in relationship with you, the living God, and to know what it is for Jesus to be in relationship with us. I pray that you would reveal it to us this morning. In your holy name, amen. So why did I tell you that Peter was a fisherman? Well, it's important because this whole scene sets place in Peter's everyday environment. Do you notice that? Peter's whole life would have been about learning the ways of the waves and learning how the wind affects the travel of the boat and how to stay safe and effective inside a vessel on the water. This was Peter's everyday environment. And boats, they are super helpful, okay? As long as the storms aren't too bad, boats get you from A to B. They help you to get the things that you want. And of course, they stop you from getting very, very wet. Now, to get out of a boat in the middle of a sea or a lake is very, very stupid. I'll say it, it's very stupid. But Peter, for some reason, is ready to experience something new. He is so ready to see something he has never, ever seen before in his life as an everyday fisherman. He's ready to see this water do something it has never, ever done before in his everyday life as a fisherman. And he's ready to ignore the storms like he's never, ever done before in his everyday life as a fisherman. I don't know if you notice, it wasn't Jesus's invitation. It was Peter who says, Lord, if it's you, call me out onto the water. It seems like this is Peter's great big idea which is very strange to me. I'd be staying very much secure in that boat. But he's ready to get out. It just takes one conversation 
with Jesus. And how did it go? The storm is raging. Jesus comes and says, do not be afraid. It's me. Peter says, okay, if it's you, tell me to come out onto the boat, onto the water. I think we learn something really, really important from Peter and Jesus' interaction here. You see, when Jesus says, come out onto the water, we learn something, that it's okay to ask. And just like for Peter, I think there comes a moment for all of us where we're going through our everyday life, the weather might be stormy, it might be sunny, anything could be going on, and we see Jesus out there in the horizon of our life. And our response, it might be a little bit like the disciples. Oh, I'm I'm not quite sure what's going on here. It might be like Peter, Jesus, I really think this is you, but if it's you, I want you to call me towards you. I wanna see how awesome it could be to experience life with you. I have that desire. You know, Jesus presents himself in this moment as amazing and powerful and incredible. And that's why it's kind of scary for the disciples. They've never seen anything like this before. But the thing is, I think Jesus presents himself as amazing and glorious and incredible all the time in our everyday lives. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried to look at the sun without sunglasses. It's enough to understand the power of God and yet we see this incredible power on display for the disciples. And for those of you that are new to all this, Maybe you've just started going to church or maybe you've come along with a friend and you kind of have no idea what's going on. You're not quite sure what you believe. I think it's okay to ask, Jesus, if this is you, call me out towards you. You know, you might be like the disciples thinking, is this really God? Or is it just some like scary ghost that's out there? Or is everyone just high on cow shed milkshakes? Probably by tomorrow, but it's not the point. Okay? It's okay to ask. I think for some of you this week, you're gonna hear the voice of God. You're gonna hear the voice of Jesus. Even that whisper, do not be afraid. It's really me. This is me. And it's okay for you to say, okay, God, call me to yourself. And when he speaks to you, and you recognize his voice, you too find the courage to step out of your everyday. And I say courage because we all have boats, okay? We all have our everyday environments that we find ourselves in week on week. It might be the school that you're in, it might be where you live, it might be your friendship groups. We have these securities, we have these comfort zones, we have these places that maybe become a little bit of our identity. And in this situation, as I mentioned many times, Peter was a fisherman. And I think he would have gone through three different maybe stages of emotions and thoughts in this process. So I think he probably would have felt, I'll call him Peter number one. Peter number one. It's like kind of like 12 to 14's voice there. Peter number one, plain sailing, okay? He's plain sailing. He's got into a boat with his friends. This is his arena. This is what Peter does. He's feeling good. They're sailing out, he's probably doing, I mean, I don't know anything about boats, I don't know what he's doing. He's doing something that looks like it makes sense, he's keeping everyone safe, everything is relaxed. This is his arena. But then we have Peter number two, damage control. 
The storms start to rage. The weather starts to turn. And I'm sure if I were Peter, I would feel like, okay, this is my time to step up. It's looking a little bit dangerous out here. My friends are concerned, but I know what I'm doing. I just need to make sure that everything is in its place. I need to take control in this situation. I need to keep us afloat because I'm the fisherman. This is my environment, and I need to make sure that everything is okay. I need to show my strength. I need to show my skills. But as the storm gets worse... I imagine Peter enters stage three. Peter number three, the lifeguard. I believe he probably felt responsible for his friends. They were clearly terrified. And he's the most skilled person in this boat. Even though Peter was probably just as scared, he would have felt a need to protect his friends, care for those around him. And in our everyday environments, in your everyday environments, I'm sure that you find yourself in one of these kind of Peter categories. Maybe you are Peter number one, plain sailing. Everything is cool. You're quite comfortable. Maybe you're doing well at school. You like your friends. You've got a great church, whatever it might be. You're going through the everyday and week on week kind of stays comfortable, nice. You're enjoying yourself. Maybe some of you are a little bit bored. Everything is just kind of samey. But some of you may find yourself as Peter number two. There are storms in your life. There are things going on that are starting to threaten the comfort. There are things that you look out and you think, okay, I need to take control here. I need to be able to stay afloat. I need to show my strength and I need to show my ability and I need to keep everything under control. And for some of you, the storms are really raging, but you don't have a second to think about yourself. You want to make sure that everyone else is okay. You feel like you're the person in that situation that has to look out for everybody else, kind of calm their fears, calm their storms, and keep all of them peaceful and under control, even though you feel like you are freaking out on the inside. We all have our own boats. We all have these everyday environments that we find ourselves in. And we all find changes in the weather. Now, instead of these three options, which I think are perfectly normal human responses, Peter goes rogue. Peter decides, I'm not going to do any of this. I'm going to step out of this boat. He wants to step out of the everyday, and he wants to step out of his own power and his own security, and he wants to step into the power and the security of Jesus. And Peter has his mind blown. Everything he thought about his everyday environment, the water, the waves, was completely blown out of the water. He absolutely had his mind blown by Jesus in that moment. He was shown something new. Well, at least for a few steps anyway, because we heard in the story, didn't we? Peter steps towards Jesus, but as the storms begin to swell, he looks left, he looks right, and he gets distracted, and he begins to drown. And he cries out to Jesus, Lord, save me. And Jesus reaches down and pulls Peter up and places him back on his feet. He says, why did you have such little faith? Why did you doubt? How lucky are we that we have a Jesus that wants to reach down when we're drowning and when we doubt and pick us up and place us back on our feet. When we cry, Lord, I'm drowning, save me, I need you. We are so lucky that this is our God. And I always think about this story, like wouldn't it have been nice, sometimes I read it and I imagine it this way, wouldn't it have been nice if when Peter stepped out on the water and came towards Jesus, that the storm just died down, that the wind died down, 
You know, the sun would be shining, Peter would look at Jesus and Jesus would look at Peter and the wind would cease. But that's not what happens, is it? Not at all. In fact, the storms, if anything, they kick up a notch enough to distract Peter. And then I think, well, wouldn't it have been nice if after Peter takes a dunk and gets lifted back up and he shakes the water out of his face, if he looked at Jesus and Jesus looked at Peter and the sun shone and the winds ceased. But they don't. They don't at all, do they? When does the storm stop? What did the passage make sure to tell us? In verse 32, it said, and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. It wasn't when Peter stepped out on the water, which I think is pretty impressive, I must say. It wasn't when he gets rescued from Jesus, which I think just makes Jesus look even more glorious. It was when they stepped back into the boat together. So what's my point here? My point here is that it's not just about seeing Jesus on the horizon of your life and saying, call me to you. And it's not just about understanding that we need to say, Lord, I'm drowning and I need you to save me. Understanding that we have this saviour. It's not just about that either. It's about understanding that God wants to step into our every day. That he wants to be back in the boat with us. He wants to do life with you guys. He wants to be in your every day. For you to have your eyes on him in the every day. Are we ready to begin a life that completely blows our minds? To walk with Jesus in the everyday? What I wanna do is I wanna pray for you guys. And I wanna speak to three different groups of people. The first group are the plain sailing group. Okay, you're comfortable. You've come along to New Day, maybe you've been here a few times, you're feeling fine, life is fine, life is good. But now you feel the call of Jesus. You see him and you want more. And you're saying, Lord, call me out to you on the water. I just wanna ask you, if that's you, I want you to just not worry about anyone else, I want you just to lift your hand with me. If you're comfortable, maybe a little bit bored in life, things are the same, You might go to church, you think you believe, but you want more. You want Jesus to call you into an experience with him. Great, I see you guys. I'm gonna pray for you. Let's pray together as well, those around. Jesus, I thank you that you want to reveal yourself to us. I thank you that you wanna call us into new experiences with you. And I thank you for each and every person here that raised their hand, that they want more of you. They don't wanna just live in this mundane life. They don't wanna be in just an everyday environment. They wanna see your glory and your power. And God, I pray that even now, they would hear your voice. And throughout the week, you would call them towards you. Come out on the water. That they would trust, just like Peter, that if you say it, it, it is true and it can happen. That when you speak, There is no doubt. And I pray that they would experience you in a new way. Thank you, Lord. There's also the second group in here that are in that damage control lifeguard stage. The storms are raging. There's things that are threatening your comfort. There's things that are coming up against you and you feel like you need to be in control. 
You're trying to figure out how you can muster up the strength and the skill to keep everything in balance. I just want you to raise your hand with me and I'm gonna pray again. Thanks guys, well done. Jesus, I thank you that you see every person here that is experiencing some of that anxiety and fear that comes with the storms of life. Jesus, I actually thank you that you never promised that it would all be easy. You promised actually that there would be trouble, but that we could take heart. And I pray, God, now that you would call them into your strength. I pray that you would allow them to let go of the ropes and all of the things that they're trying to use to stay afloat. I pray that you would release them from the burden and the lack of peace that comes with thinking about everybody else all the time, but not stopping to spend time in your presence. I pray that they would focus in on you and not be distracted by the wind and the waves, but to look at you and understand what it is to walk with you in the storm. Not that the storm would just die, although we do pray for that, but Lord, they would know what it is to walk with you in the storm and to know your peace and your strength and your security. We thank you, Lord. And finally, I wanna pray for those who are back in the boat. So maybe you've been a Christian for a while, you've met with Jesus, you've had these experiences, maybe at New Day, maybe just in your everyday life. But now you're back in school, you're back with your friends, you're back in your everyday circumstances. And you actually don't feel like you're with Jesus. You're kind of looking around like, where are you, Lord? And He is so present. He wants to be with you in your everyday. He wants to speak with you in your everyday. He wants to empower you in your everyday. And you wanna see change. You wanna go out into your schools and your families and your life and tell them about Jesus. You wanna see him there with you, bringing change, seeing storms die down. If that's you, I just want you to raise your hand again. Well done. And raising our hand is just a declaration. Say, yes, Lord, that's me, as we pray together. Father God, I pray for everyone with their hands raised again, Lord God. I pray, thank you that they wanna see you in their everyday life, that they wanna pursue you and they wanna spread the gospel, Father. I pray now that you would show them what it is to know you in their everyday. That you would create in them a desire to sit in your presence, to read your word, to pray with you above all else, to hear what it is that's on your agenda for the day. And Lord, I pray that as they go out, empowered by their walk with you, knowing you, being filled by your spirit, that they would see storms cease in their environment. They would see situations that are turmoil, unrest, anxiety, issues at school, injustice, that they would see storms cease because of your power and your Holy Spirit that is within them. I thank you that you are a close God. You wanna be closer than ever. And I ask that you would empower everyone in this room. In Jesus' name.